Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. I just want to say thank you for watching, and I just remind you to make sure you subscribe and leave a review so that we know how we're doing. Um, and if you have any questions about anything or comments, things you want us to do in the podcast, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. My email address is listed in the bottom of the episode description today, so please check that out. So today, I am joined by our lead pastor, Pastor Brad. Hello. Hello there, Kevin. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everybody. And uh, I hear word on the street is that you love Lent. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> that, that is true, yeah. We're going to get Brad a shirt that says, I heart Lent. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I do love Lent. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah. To, dig, to dig into that, we're going to do a little character building theater exercise of sorts. <laughs> I'm going to portray three fictional people that I am not, um, and Brad's going to kind of respond to those people as these various people uh, ask Brad questions about Lent and why you love Lent. So, sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, the first person that I'm going to be kind of uh, acting as and, you know, getting into character as, I'm very method, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Brad's a theater so. person, yeah. so he has a theater background. So this first person that I'm representing is someone who um, maybe doesn't know a lot about Lent and doesn't really know what the fuss is about. So I'm going to be that person and ask him questions and uh, we'll see how that goes. So, okay. So, what what is Lent? What is okay. this? Like, why does everybody talk about Lent around now? You know, that's a good question, Kevin. I, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, so Lent is a, uh, it's essentially 40 days of preparation for Easter. Mm-hmm. Maybe the best, that's the easiest explanation I can give okay. uh, for Lent. Um, we can go back further. And we can talk about how Lent has been celebrated uh, by the church for centuries. Um, in, in my research, uh, what I found is most likely um, there, there's discussion in ancient writings in the, like, second century okay. uh, after the birth, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, uh, that people started to take a time of uh, fasting and preparation for Easter, for the celebration of um, the resurrection. What do you mean by fasting? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, So uh, fasting typically means um, uh, not partaking in food for a certain period of time. Like all food or particular kinds of food? Yeah, so... um, because uh, like when I was a kid growing up, a lot of my classmates would be like, oh, I'm not having fish right now, or, or I'm right, not right. having meat, or right. giving up soda. Or... Yeah, so so fasting, biblically speaking, typically meant a, a, a day or a season of time where one is either not partaking, like for example, uh, Moses on Mount Sinai didn't take uh, food or water for 40 days. Whoa. Now, how in the world did that happen? I don't know. Um, Jesus in the wilderness... Um, fasted for 40 days. Did he have water? We don't, I don't think the text tells us. Um, but there, there were seasons where people would enter into times of prayer and fasting in preparation for a word from God, an experience with God, a, a deeper relationship with God, okay? And so the church throughout the centuries um, has, in light of the fact that even Jesus said, 
when you fast, um, so there was an assumption upon Jesus that um, people fasted, that, that followers of God fasted. Um, when you fast, you know, um, turn your hearts to God, etc. That's not what the text says, but that's why we fast. We fast to turn our hearts toward God. I'm saying no to, um, for example, um, anything that has processed sugar. Okay. I'm going to do that for 40 days um, before um, Holy Thursday. Mm -hmm. I think Holy Thursday is the last day of Lent, specifically. Okay. Um, And uh, I'm going to say no. And um, I'm going to say yes to God is enough. I don't, I don't, to feel, um, to truly have enough, I don't need a Snickers bar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, To truly have enough, I don't need a a Coke. Okay. Um, And it's, and essentially, Lent is that journey of saying, I'm going to say no to certain things so I can say a deeper yes to God. Okay. So is fasting the only th- way, the only thing in Lent? Uh, no. Um, there, there are three main parts of Lent. Okay. Um, and this is not, uh, this doesn't, it doesn't, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. But um, prayer, fasting, and um, almsgiving, or essentially is um, giving generously to people in need. Okay. Time, resources, food, etc. Okay. And so during Lent, I'm saying uh, no to sleeping in, so I can say yes to a deeper prayer walk, prayer time with God. I'm saying no to a certain food, so I can say yes to a time of... God, I know you're enough. I don't need to feed my belly right now. Um, and I'm going to say no to spending money on myself so that I can give that money away mm-hmm. to someone in need. And so, uh, interestingly, Lent seems like a lot of no, but it's actually a deeper yes. Okay. So do I have to observe Lent to be a Christian? Because I feel like I know Christians who haven't necessarily done much for Lent. Right. Uh, No, you you do not have to observe. If you're watching this right now, this is not a prescription uh, that you, Pastor Brad, is saying you have to observe Lent, Faith Covenant Church, or whoever you are. Um, This is simply more of an invitation Mm -hmm. um, to go on a journey with God. In fact, let, let me give you an example. Um, so, uh, last summer, my, uh, wife, Jill and I, we went on a very long trip to Europe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six week trip to Europe. Um, to make that happen, we had to say no to certain things. We had to save money. We can't, we can't, we have to say no to that purchase so we can save money for this. I had to also say, I'm going to say, no to work during this time so I can say yes to this deeper time with Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say uh, no to times with other people in my family so that I can say yes to this rich time of going to Europe with Jill. So you said no to your coworkers I did. to go spend time <laughs> with, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's, Lent is not just a no, it's also a, a deeper yes. Okay. So do I have, so if I become a Christian, I don't, you're saying I don't have to give up something for Lent? No, you don't. This okay. is, this is not a, a prescription. It's, it's, 
it's I, I would put it this way. Um, it, you know, the the church has a, a a year, a calendar year. You know, we all get a year, okay? And in the year, there are different things that we do. Just as a, as Americans, you know, we we take a Thursday and we celebrate Thanksgiving. Well, to celebrate Thanksgiving, you say no to working that day. You say yes to being. It's a with, really hard no. Yeah, it's really <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> you say yes to being with with family and friends, mm-hmm. um, and and that isn't you know, it's not that if if you say oh I'm not going to do that doesn't mean you're not an American. Mm-hmm. It's just well you're not participating in that invitation. Okay, the same is actually true even with Christmas. You know, so as. The Christian Church in the United States, you know, we do certain things during the Christmas season, and to do so, we say, no, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do during this season is I'm going to listen to all this music, <laughs> you know, uh, and... and Thought out my Mariah Carey CD. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and the same is true, you know, if, if you said, I'm not going to celebrate, I'm not going to listen to Christmas music this year, I'm not going to read the christmas story i'm not you know i'm not i'm not going to do all these things am i still a christian well yeah sure but um what you what you aren't doing is receiving the invitation that a lot of us in the church are participating mm-hmm. in this invitation um during the christmas season to be together and focus on this particular thing lent is kind of that way it because of the 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 um kind of the breakdown of um Certain Christian groups, Protestants, with the Catholic Church or the uh, Orthodox Church, um, you know, there's some people say, well, that's only for them, um, Catholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do that. Well, um, there are non-Catholic Christian traditions that still participate in this season. It's an annual season where a number of Christians in the Church say, you know what, during this season— I'm going to enter into this time of preparation, um, and I'm going to say no to certain things so I can say yes to certain things. Ultimately, I'm saying no to certain things so I can I, – I, I want to fall more in love with God. And I, going back to my relationship with my, – my trip with Jill, okay? So I said no to a bunch of things so I could spend more time focused on my marriage. Mm-hmm. And in so doing, um, I fell more in love with Jill. Um, this is the same, you know, you do this, you take a, a you, you, you take, carve out time in your calendar to like know someone more deeply. You will know them more deeply if you spend more time focused on them. Same thing is true with Lent. It's just an invitation to fall more in love with God. Mm. Okay. Um, but in doing so, you are saying no to some things. Yeah. Which is actually kind of really fun. <laughs> Well, that's the end of Act One. Now I have to change characters. So this next kind of character that I'm playing is, um, you know, maybe kind of what you described, that good evangelical Protestant, I put good in air quotes, Mm. um, that evangelical Protestant who maybe grew up in a tradition that kind of maybe looked at the Catholic tradition and thought that these practices of Lent are maybe like legalism. And is this character now is maybe concerned with Galatians 4 verses 9 through 10, And this kind of leads into my first question, but Galatians uh, 4, 9 through 10 says, But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those, yeah, that you're turning back to those weak and miserable forces? 
Do you wish be do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. So isn't Galatians kind of saying that these like church calendar ritual things are just a form of legalism? It it could be. Um it, you know, legalism really is all about um where your heart is seeking to find a right relationship with God. So in that context, um, there were um, certain people, mostly Jewish, who believed Jesus was the Messiah, but they believed, well, but all, uh, everyone, all Gentile males need, still need to be circumcised like all of our, our Jewish ancestors who were male. Um, and and uh, and that makes that's one of the things that makes you right with God, um, and or um, uh, keeping uh, certain uh, festival days that God had prescribed in Torah, uh, in in His law, and that's that's what makes me right with God. I'm right with God because I do this, mm-hmm. and 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 the Apostle Paul is saying, no 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 no, you're, you're missing it. It it. That's that's not what makes you right with God. Um, it's it's not circumcision or uncircumcision. It's not uh, whether you celebrate this or that. It's it's your faith in uh, God, specifically through Christ, um, that makes you right with God. So if I were to say, well, you can't be right with God if you don't celebrate Lent, if you don't fast, pray, and give alms to the poor, give gifts to the poor. You, then you can't be right with God. Well, if we treated Lent that way, then yes, that would be a form of legalism that would be, should be rejected. Okay? Um, but the church does not prescribe Lent that way. Okay. It's, it's not, you're going to get right with God if you celebrate Lent. No, there's no, nothing makes us right with God except our faith in Christ. Okay? It's the saving work of Jesus and our faith in that that brings us uh, righteousness, okay? And so you're not going to get right with God by by fasting. Okay. You might fall more in love with God and realize he's He's more dependent. He, he's more dependable than you think mm-hmm. if you fast from something. So it's a discipline that helps us depend more intimately upon God. Okay, but like when I was growing up, I saw a bunch of other kids that were saying, oh, I'm giving up pop for Lent, or I'm giving up this for Lent, or I'm giving up that for Lent. And they were no different for it. Right. Like, they right. were not falling in love with God. They were not, you know, they were still being mean in the playground or being jerks in the uh, hallways. And- right. So, and in, in that's kind of, in one sense, that's a useless celebration of Lent as well. Mm. The, the person who... Um, who says, well, I'm giving up meat on Friday for Lent, but has no understanding why they should do so, is really missing the boat. Okay. Um, they're not, they're not seeing, I mean, fasting should have a, uh, fasting during Lent, um, fasting in my relationship with God has to have a purpose in my deeper devotion to God. So you shouldn't just observe Lent for the sake of observing Lent. Absolutely you should actually not. want to and mean to. Yeah, I mean, that, that's like saying, you know, it's your birthday party. I come, and the only reason, I don't come for you uh, to celebrate your birthday. I come because I think I'm supposed to eat cake at, at Kevin's house 
on a Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, it, it birthday's in May, sense. by the way. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's an issue of the heart, really. Yeah. Well, you I'm know? not inviting you to my birthday party then. If you're, if you're just going to be there for the cake. I, I've given up sugar for Lent. <laughs> my birthday's not during Lent. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so Jesus doesn't tell us to observe Lent. It's just kind of a tradition that we've created. So, yeah, so that's, well, okay. Um, it, it is, it's a, yeah, I mean, so if you think about, um, is it a tradition? Yeah, it's a tradition. Okay. Um, are traditions helpful in relationships? Absolutely they are. Um, every Monday for Jill and me, um, uh, it's, it's date day, we mm-hmm. call it. It's our Sabbath, and so we focus on a relationship with God, and we focus on a relationship with each other. Okay, that's that's a tradition we have. No one's prescribed it. Mm-hmm. It's a tradition that that we started when we got married, and from sun up to sundown, Brad and Jill spend time together, mm-hmm. and 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 in our relationship with God. That's a tradition. Traditions aren't a bad thing. Um, that's a very enriching thing. Uh, tradition, time of the week for our life with God and with each other. Thanksgiving could be the same way. A birthday party, it's a, a birthday party is a, tra- is a tradition, but a birthday party is a wonderful demonstration of, of love for someone. Mm-hmm. And so just because we say, well, you know, there, there aren't uh, birthday parties in the Bible, doesn't mean you shouldn't celebrate a birthday party. Right. Um, and the idea of prayer, fasting, giving to the poor, well, those things are certainly in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so participating in them for a season, I don't see there's a harm in that uh, unless we're doing it to thinking that makes us right with God or we're not doing it with any form of intentionality in our relationship with God. Okay. So that's a good transition from Act 2 over and now to Act 3. So you've now convinced me, this new character that I'm playing, um, you've now convinced me that like this is an important tradition that even though it's not prescribed by the Bible, it has a lot of, it combines a lot of biblical elements to help us, you know, look forward towards, uh, you know, the resurrection and the crucifixion and, and all those things. So where do I start then with Lent? If this is like the first time I'm observing Lent, where sure. do I start? Well, yeah, so uh, I would start with Ash Wednesday. Okay. Okay, so this coming Wednesday, which, which just, is actually today, the yeah. day that this podcast comes out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, forgive me. Uh, is so uh, many churches, our church, will be holding an Ash Wednesday service. Um, and Ash Wednesday is, is the kickoff to Lent. And uh, the Ash Wednesday service, and then, now I didn't grow up with... Ash Wednesday services. Um, our denomination has embraced them more fully mm. over the past um, few decades. Um, but an Ash Wednesday service is an interesting thing. It, it's it's a service, a, a corporate worship service that reminds us from dust we came to dust we will return. Mm. Cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> and and then at the end, you get um, ashes in the in the shape of a cross on your forehead. Um, as a reminder that uh, we are sim- simply uh, dust that God has breathed life into, mm-hmm. and and but we're special dust because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus gave gave His life for this dust, <laughs> mm. um, and and so and and so that's the first step. 
Okay. Um, you might begin, you can even start on the day you hear this podcast, think, okay, what's, what's one way I can deepen my prayer life mm-hmm. over the, from now until Easter even, okay? All the way to Easter. Um, if you don't spend some time every morning um, in prayer and, and with God's word, maybe say, okay, I'm going to make a goal for the next, uh, all the way until Easter, I'm going to spend 15 minutes a day. Uh, prayer and God's word. Read, or you could say, I'm going to, every day I'm going to pray one of the Psalms. You know, there are all kinds of different ways. Um, regarding fasting, you can say, well, one day a week I'm going to give up burgers or something. Um, or all through Lent, I'm not going to have any pot or, or any chocolate or something like that. Something, you can start simply. Um, well, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. And then um, choose one way you can be more generous uh, in the season of Lent um, with people who are in need. Maybe you say, uh, I'm going to sign up and do loaves of fishes on Wednesday night at Faith Covenant Church. Um, or I'm going to carry one of the blessing bags in my car. Um, we have those upstairs in the lobby. Then um, there's just a, it's a bag filled with resources that if you see someone who's homeless or in need, you can hand that to them. And that's just a, a small gesture. You could say, um, during this season, I'm going to um, say no to coffee and take that money and give it to, to give that money to the local food shelf. You know, it, it's really between you and God. I, we're not going to prescribe it. Um, but what is something... What are some no's you can say so that you can say a deeper yes? So does the fasting only have to be like a food or drink, or can it be like, uh, I'm going to turn off my social media or my streaming services? Good, good point. Yeah, so um, thank you for asking that. Um, two thoughts. One, um, we're, we are um, kind of recommending a book that Pastor Shar found called 40 Days of Decrease, okay. which is every day of Lent – it gives a recommendation on here's something today you you could try to go without, and okay. it's unique things. It's not things that we typically think of, and and so it's a kind of a unique challenge every day. So that'd be one one way you could walk through Lent. Um, it kind of prescribes it for you every every day. And a pause on my character. I'll put a link to that in the episode notes as well. So yeah, yeah. One one thing I do during Lent <clears throat> that I found very helpful. One of the reasons I don't like I I love Lent <laughs> is uh, I stay off social media during Lent. And that no, I was like, oh, how am I going to do that? <laughs> Actually, it led me to wow, that's really nice. <laughs> and so uh, that's one of the things I love about Lent is uh, it, it's given me kind of hey, I don't really need that as much as I thought I did. Another year, I gave up the news for Lent. And that... I think I'm... I was just thinking about that for myself. Oh, what a gift that <clears throat> was. And and so, and what happened after that, I realized, you know what? I don't need to be listening to this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, where I would, you know, spend 30 to 45 minutes a day dealing with the news, you know, at best today, these days, I spend 10, 15 minutes. I don't even watch the nightly news because um, I don't think I need to. Mm. And if you think that's wrong of me, well, I, I get updates as to what's going on <laughs> in the world, but Jesus is king, and that's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. So what about if... So I, I'm convinced of the... Uh, to, you know, engage in this practice of Lent, 
Um, and we've talked about maybe adding things to our like prayer life or adding volunteer opportunities or fasting from something. And that's all well and good, but like I have a lot of baggage from the church tradition that I grew up in that was like really trying to force something about Lent on me. And so it just, it, it feels, it's, I still feel like it's really ritualistic and legalistic. How do I kind of hmm. combat that? I guess um, what it, it's it's all an issue of an attitude of the heart. Hmm. Um, one, if if it's if it's really you know, that just sounds negative to me. Then just don't do it. <laughs> so that's one thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other way to think about it is um, just what can you do from now until Easter uh, to spend more time getting to know God. Mm. And falling more in love with God. I think fundamentally that's what is so helpful about Lent is it's a, it's one of the seasons throughout the year. There are other seasons, Advent being one, where we say, I'm just I'm I'm creating space in my life to fall more in love with God. Mm-hmm. Um it that that can't be a bad thing. It right. it really can't. Unless unless you think uh I have to do this and this is God's not going to love me unless I do this. That's not true. You know, if you think that, then don't do it because you need to realize God loves you even though you don't celebrate Lent. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, um, I, can, I, I, can I add uh, another thing? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you can do what you want. You're my boss. <laughs> uh, I, there's an interesting part of Lent that is unique to Lent that I didn't expect to find. Mm. And that is the great gift of recognizing daily I'm a sinner. Mm. And uh, uh, there's a, there's, I've talked about, I think, in one of the podcasts, the Jesus Prayer. Um, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, I say that regularly to, to myself in, a, in an in, in, inhale and exhale. Um, and at first I was like, why would I ever want to say that? Mm. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Why, why would that be a good thing to say? Strangely, it's a wonderful thing because it reminds me every time that God is crazy in love with me even though I'm a sinner. Mm. And it also keeps me humble. Mm. It uh, it reminds me on a regular basis, I am a sinner, and the God who loves me that I could ever love more than I could ever love myself has done everything necessary to save me from that sin. Mm. And so there's there's a a richness in Lent to realizing we're human. Um, it's great to learn you're special, and we are special. Mm-hmm. We're made in the image of God, being conformed to the likeness of Christ but we were formed from dust. Mm, yeah. And we and to dust we will return. Jesus has saved the special dust humans um through his life death and resurrection. Um but let's always remember the only thing that really make we're like the moon, you know? <laughs> um the only reason the moon shines and is beautiful is because the sun shines on the moon. Mm. What makes us special and this is a great gift to learn, is Christ in us. And so it's kind of a, it's a strange gift to be reminded 
you know what? You're dust. But you're special dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a... Uh, Every year, I, 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 I love Lent. Can I tell you what I'm doing this year for Lent? Well, I'll tell you what I've done in the past. Okay. Because, you know, the Bible does talk about, you know, don't, don't brag about mm-hmm. your fasting or something. Right. So, and, and I don't mean to brag. I, this is just, this is kind of... You're sharing tools that have been helpful for you. Yeah. And, and so... Tools or practices. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, giving up social media was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, giving up uh, coffee one year for Lent... Uh, was another thing I did. You're um, still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Were you um, just horribly cranky I went, that I went, year? <laughs> I, uh, I had a lot of tea that year. Okay. Um, I, I, I changed uh, what I listened to. Mm. Like, well, here's something I found that I just find fun. I think God is okay with us having fun with Lent. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I typically choose a musical artist and during Lent, I only listened to one musical artist <laughs> for for like forty plus days. So, like one year, I did nothing but Bob Dylan. <laughs> okay, uh, another year I did, and, and you someone's probably thinking, "Boy, that's not very spiritual." Okay, um, I've also done like a Are year. Are you going to listen to only Taylor Swift this year? No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, and then that, that time might come. Who knows? You know, I've I've I have like one one season. I just listened to Bach, um, mm. uh, and then I did Mozart. And then I did. Beethoven. And, and, and this, this year I'm doing another classical thing and mostly because I never listened to classical music. Okay. And so what this sees, you know, I've never, I didn't, I hadn't gone a day without coffee for decades. <laughs> and then Lent came and I went 40 days without coffee. Um, what I, happened to your body at that point of decades of having it daily and then suddenly not? Not, not a whole lot because I was having caffeinated tea. Oh. Uh, but I, but I, <laughs> I learned two things. I really like coffee. <laughs> and uh, I'll be okay if I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually the, my anyway. Um, <laughs> so, but here's what I want to say. What I found over the years is Lent... After, you know, over over a decade of, of celebrating Lent more seriously every year, I've learned I, I can say no to certain things. Hmm. And that's really important because in our culture, we think, well, we're so governed by our gut and our emotions that we have to say yes. I've learned... Follow actually, your heart. Yeah. It's a big yeah, mantra. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> actually... Yeah, no, the the heart is completely deceptive. Yeah. Don't follow your heart. <laughs> well, I I was actually talking about this with someone this morning, and like, you know, this idea of you know, you, some Christians say you should never listen to your heart. I would say you should listen to your heart, but check to see if it's aligned with God's purposes and aligned sure. with Scripture. Sure. If it's in line with Scripture, then okay, follow right. your heart because God's leading you. Right. But like you said, often the heart is completely deceptive. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Uh, Lent has also helped me uh, realize how helpful boundaries are. Mm, yeah, um, I mean, really helpful. It's um, and and that it's actually encouraged me after Lent to continue to um, put up good boundaries. Yeah, uh, over time. So it's just it's you know these these disciplines are. Um, 
are helpful. Dis- a disciplined life is not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about the most successful people are often very disciplined people. Yeah. You know, athletes, there's a lot of things that athletes say no to in terms of like diet or um, rest habits to make sure that they can perform. Like Mm -hmm. athletes preparing for the Super Bowl this week, they're saying no to a lot of things so that they can have a successful, uh, you know, game on Mm -hmm. Sunday. So discipline is important. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Apostle Paul uh, was a very disciplined man. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you know what? Every relationship requires discipline for it to be a healthy relationship. Yeah. And so even more so our relationship with God. doesn't. Ch- if, if, if I don't pray to God for a week, God's love for me does not change. But what I miss out, miss out on is that loving, deep relationship mm-hmm. with God that week. Yeah. You know, so uh, discipline, if, if I... Uh, if Kevin and I didn't talk to each other for the next uh, two weeks in the office, well, we'd still get our jobs done, but Kevin and I would miss just the gift of being kind to each other and mm-hmm. caring about each other. And so, uh, yeah, just discipline, loving t- discipline is good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's the end of our three-act play. Uh, are there any just last thoughts from our number one Lent enthusiast today? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll close with this verse, which is a unique verse. Um, this is from Philippians 3, um, starting with verse 10. I want to know Christ. And most people, you know, if, they're, if Jesus is God, most people, even an atheist, if you say, if Jesus is God, would you want to know him? They'd say, yes. So the Apostle Paul says, I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection. Hmm. Ooh, most people, if, if Jesus is God, I want to know him. And yes, I, I would like to know the power of his resurrection. But then Paul continues because he knows there's something interesting here about life in Christ. He says, um, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Hmm. Becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. There are, this topic for my message that I'm, you would have heard this past Sunday, but in the recording, it's this coming Sunday. There are certain gifts you can't receive without going through the wilderness. Mm, yeah. And amen uh, to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and God, God has good stuff for us in the wilderness. Yeah. And um, and and it's Himself yeah. is what we receive. Well, and in some ways, that Lent, some of these Lent practices are intentionally stepping into right. the wilderness, right. as yeah. Jesus did. For 40, 40, days. Forty days, Jesus was led into the wilderness. Yep. The Spirit led Him into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great note to end on. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Brad, for joining us today. Thank you all. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please let us know. Uh, we'd love to have dialogue with you. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be putting a link to that book that Pastor Shah recommended to us um, called 40 Days of Decrease. It's just a little, uh, well, it's a practical devotional about things that we can kind of lessen in our daily lives um, to create more space mm-hmm. uh, for God. Um, So I'll put a link uh, for that in the episode notes. So thank you for listening or for watching. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Bye.